My name is Jeffrey Burke, and I'm a 40-year veteran of the natural products industry. I'm a naturopathic practitioner, a master herbalist, and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My shows air Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. here on 1230 a.m. I bring you relevant topics that we all need to know about and the best guests in the industry who bring the newest up-to-date information to my show. All of the shows stream live every day from 8 to 9 a.m. And for those of you who cannot listen live, you can listen to my podcast at stayhealthylasvegas.com and download the shows on demand. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the corner of Rancho and Charleston in the Smith's Plaza. Visit them and see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. They offer exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products, and awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Good morning to you all. Thank you for being here today. I'm glad everyone is getting up early and deciding that today's the day, possibly, that you're going to start doing some good things just for you. I mean, we deserve it. We deserve to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. We deserve to be as healthy as we possibly can, but there is work involved and no magic wand is available. Depending on how bad we've been to ourselves over the years, depending is going to really kind of, you know, decide what kind of a road we have to go down. But the wonderful thing, the day you start doing something healthy is the day you start the healing and you start to get better. With a little bit more focus and a little bit more motivation, you start to see some of the changes. You get a little bit more on board before you know it, you're rolling and you're heading down that healthy path and we become unstoppable when we really are focusing on our good health and well-being. But we have to take the first step. Remember to ask questions. Remember to search out information. Don't jump too soon. Don't buy into something too quickly unless you do a little bit of research. Have some conversations and dialogue. Every day on the show, I bring you the best of the best. The best information, the most up-to-date information, and the best guest in the industry. Bringing their take, their information, their experience, that just adds to our, our bag of information, if you will. So we have all of this stuff, and then we get to make our own decisions. But making a decision based on good information is going to be an easier, probably more successful decision for you to make. Every day I send you to Stay Healthy Health Food Store because it makes good sense. Stay Healthy is not only Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade, they are a foundational part of this community. They've been here a long time. People have learned how to trust them, how to make them their go-to place, uh, how to find you know, the information out that they need, how to get clarity, how to you know, have these great conversations, get their questions answered. Stay Healthy has built a very solid reputation because they've worked so hard to do so. Stay Healthy is a fully packed, full service store with the most knowledgeable staff, the best customer service, and it is a place that you launch your good health journey. You talk and chat during the journey, and then you learn how to maintain all your hard work. They're there for all phases of your healthy journey. Stay Healthy Health Food Store. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. Can't miss them. They're right there. They've been there. They're going to be there. 
Um, they made it easy for you to get in and out. Uh, and like I said, they've done some amazing retouches and updates to the store. It looks fantastic. I hope that you'll take the time to go get to know these people because these are people that you want on your team because they're going to help you with all the controllable variables, all the things that we can make changes with. Stay healthy, health food store. Don't forget, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, visit the store. They're closed on Sunday. If you need mail order services or maybe you're just, you know, needing somebody to get it together for you because you don't have time to come in and enjoy it, you know, you're so busy, they'll get it all together for you. So you can just swoop in, pick it up, and be on your way. 877-2494. Call them, 877-2494. Remember, when you're in the store, always fill out the little drawing slip for their Basket of the Month giveaway. Some awesome relationships have brought some awesome baskets. So you get to, you know, take your chance at winning one of those every single month. Their newly revamped webpage, if you haven't seen it yet, it's awesome. They would love to partner with you. They want to partner with all the wonderful people they get to work with and, and see on a regular basis. All you do is enter your email address. doesn't cost anything. What do you get for it? You get a monthly update newsletter. You get coupons. You get deep discount promotions. You get to be alerted of what's going on. Um, all that good stuff just by entering your email address. Their new webpage, same address, newly revamped, if you will. StayHealthyLasVegas.com, StayHealthyLasVegas.com. Well, today we're going to be talking about our liver, um, what we can do to make it healthier, what we should probably be doing to not make it so unhealthy, and maybe learning a little bit more about the liver. Neil Levin is with us today. It's always great to have my friend Neil with us. Um, you'll love this background. Neil is the nutrition senior nutrition education manager and product formulator for the natural product manufacturer Now Foods a board-certified clinical nutritionist who managed health food stores and cooperatives for decades. Neil is an industry lecturer, award-winning industry champion, co-founder and longtime officer of the American Nutrition Association, director of the Mid-American Health Organization, MAHO or MAHO, the Midwestern Regional Trade Association, and the National Clinical Certification Board, and a former technical advisor to the non-GMO project. The great thing about having Neil here, well, one of the many things, is one, he makes things understandable. Two, he makes them enjoyable. Three, you get a great lesson and you get a viewpoint from definitely from an industry insider. Help me welcome my guest. Hey, Neil. Hello. Good to be with you again. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I, I was just at the Stay Healthy store uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, very nice. I got to see Marge and, and the, uh, Rosa there and Everyone's very nice, so uh, enjoyed looking at the selection and very clean store and uh, talking to Marge a little bit. So uh, that was a great uh, opportunity to touch base. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, you're, you're well-respected in the industry. My listeners love you, and um, you found a way to make things understandable. I mean, you could, everybody could be amazingly, ridiculously technical if you really want to be. But you have found a way to be technical in an understandable way so people walk away being informed and you help to dispel a lot of the misinformation and give them better clarity. So that's a gift, and I, I love it that you can do that for us. Well, thanks. You know, I attribute that to I was in retail for over 30 years, even though I'm a clinician. So I'm, I had to translate everything to the level that a consumer would understand. I'd have to gauge how much information 
they could accept how complex, see if their eyes are glazing over if I start <laughs> getting technical. And, you know, that just gave me a long apprenticeship at trying to make things simple and understandable. And starting with that, I can add the technical details if someone wants them and is open to them and, you know, seems to have the capacity to discuss them. But for the average consumer in a health food store, they don't necessarily want a 20-minute lecture on some biochemistry. They want to know simply what is this, what's the difference between these products, you know, those kind of things, which I, you know, it gave me a good background to be able to translate all the technical things from all the lectures I attend and host and the uh, all the studies I read. I, I typically review abstracts and studies uh, daily to see what's going on. So, you know, it, it's just a way to translate that. Uh, my wife actually said one of, one of my gifts is translating science into English. Agreed. Agreed. No. 100% agreed. I'm a fan and you know that. And, you know, and I think that you found a great way to be able to do that. And And that really is, you know, a gift because it is so confusing out there. Plus on the other side, Neil, People want a quick and easy fix to everything, no matter what it is. And, you know, I understand that. That's just human nature. But, you know, sometimes giving them the tools, understandable, realistic ideas and tools, people can work with that. We just sometimes have to realize that there's a, a little bit more information that we need to get before we jump to a quick conclusion. Well, I, so I, gotta, I agree. It's, uh, you know, it's. People need information, they need it in a digestible way, and what's appropriate mm -hmm. for them. And that, that's one of the key lessons I've learned. Always target the information to the audience and not to some mythological expert panel or something. You know, pe people can learn what they know. You have to build on where they're starting from and not where you're starting from. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about the liver today. You know, and if you were to stop in, I love to use this as an example, you start in Madison Square Garden in New York and you ask 100 people, what do they think causes your liver to not be healthy? I think that probably every single one would probably say alcohol. A lot of them would probably say maybe a bad diet. But, you know, there are people out there that are doing the right things but still have liver situations. There's people that don't drink at all that have liver situations. We know that our livers are extremely forgiving uh, and they let us be really, really bad before they really let us know. But you know, what's going on in the world out there? Because it seems like so many people are finding out with their blood work that their liver enzymes are elevated. Is it what we're doing or is it things that we can't control? Well, I mean, there are certain things we can control, but you know, to understand that, we have to look at how the liver works and what it's doing. The liver is our organ. It, it's about a three-pound organ. It's the largest solid organ in the body. It sits on the right side of the uh, abdominal cavity, right below the diaphragm and right above the stomach, and you know, connects through blood vessels to, to the stomach and uh, the small intestine. Uh, it's, it, it's an organ that regulates chemical levels in the blood, it excretes a digestive product and detox product called bile. People have heard of the gallbladder and bile, I'm sure. And the bile carries waste products away from the liver. So the blood from the stomach and intestines, the, the blood supply goes through the liver. 
that processes the blood. It breaks down, balances, and creates nutrients. It metabolizes drugs and other chemical compounds into forms that the body can use or, or to detoxify them, make them non-toxic. There's over 500 functions identified with the liver. Production of bile, which uh, helps us break down fats and absorb fats, but also carrying away waste and cholesterol from the body. Production of proteins for blood plasma. That's where we produce cholesterol and other proteins that carry fats in the body. That's where we convert excess blood sugar into glycogen for storage, which can re be reconverted back to blood sugar for energy. But to help reduce blood sugar, it stores it as fat, so fatty liver becomes an issue for people who have too much uh, sugar in their diet. It regulates the blood levels of amino acids, which not only form protein like muscles, but also collagen, which is the structural material between everything in the body. It's actually the major protein in the body is collagen. I'm sure everyone's heard of collagen these days. You know, it's a popular supplement. And, but amino acids are also used for neurotransmitters. They're also used for enzymes. They're also used for hormones and many other things. So these amino acids have many roles in the body, even uh, making nitric oxide to dilate blood vessels and control blood pressure is a function of amino acids. It makes hemoglobin to store, it not only stores iron, but makes hemoglobin to uh, be able to circulate iron in the body. It converts urea, which is an end product of protein metabolism and is actually related to ammonia. So it actually converts these uh, metabolic byproducts of metabolism, such as you know, protein broken down makes urea, and it, it, it gets rid of that. It, first it turns into ammonia, the liver turns it into urea, and then, then it, that can be excreted from the body. It, it detoxifies and breaks down drugs and other poisonous substances. It regulates blood clotting. It makes immune factors and removes bacteria from the bloodstream. And it gets rid of bilirubin, which is a byproduct of red blood cells. And if you don't have your liver functioning properly, the skin and eyes turn yellow, like jaundice. So yeah, these are all things that the liver does. After it breaks down harmful substances, it excretes them into the bile, which goes to the intestines, so things can be dumped through the colon. And it also makes, uh, dumps the products into the bloodstream where it will be excreted after going through the kidneys, uh, through the urine. And the, the products that the liver makes uh, from potentially toxic things, it actually controls them on the way out of the body, especially when it's going through the bloodstream. It conjugates or attaches substances to them. Glucuronic acid is, is one major example that, that's used frequently by the liver. Uh, it also uses antioxidants in detoxification. Uh, the main one is called glutathione and glutathione peroxidases, uh, some of the enzymes made from there, uh, which contain amino acids and the enzyme also contains the mineral selenium. And you know, these are all things that the liver has to be able to get rid of these toxic things. And I like to use an example, if you have a dangerous prisoner that you want to transport from a jail to a courthouse, 
you put them in a paddy wagon in irons, right? So they can't, can't cause trouble on the way. And mm-hmm. in the same way, in this metaphor, the liver is attaching compounds uh, using antioxidants and, and acids and compounds like glucuronic acid, uh, attaching them to these compounds that are toxic to make them locked up so they can't react on the way out. They don't fit the receptors anymore because there's other things attached to them. And they can be safely excreted through the bloodstream to the kidneys, etc. They will not pass the blood-brain barrier, for example, when they have these conjugates, these attachments to them. So it's kind of like locking up that prisoner in a paddy wagon as it's being transported, so it's not going to cause damage on the way out. It's not going to escape. You know, the other thing I, I think we have to remember is that, you know, the wonderful thing about the liver, if it is a wonderful thing, and I think it is, is that if you have been abusive to the liver, your lifestyle, the choices that you make, or outside forces for whatever reason are affecting your liver negatively, I mean, it is the organ that if, if I'm having a problem with an organ, I would rather have it be my liver because I think personally, in my mind, I have a much better chance of turning things around with that organ. What, what do you think? Well, yeah, you could increase the nutrients and botanicals and, and antioxidant-type compounds that support the liver. Some of these, like artichoke extract and uh, milk thistle extract, silymarin, actually have been shown to help regenerate certain liver cells. To help and protect liver cells, uh, which is important. Uh, they they also have functions. Uh, artichoke has a role in producing bile and releasing bile to the gallbladder, which helps you detoxify the liver and the body, uh, as well as digest fat, as I mentioned earlier. You you've got the uh, uh, milk thistle extract that helps with the detoxification process because it has some free radical fighting, what, what consumers would call antioxidants, though the FDA restricts that term on labels to vitamins and minerals only, even though many other substances uh, apparently have antioxidant functions in the body in the medical literature. We're not allowed to state that on labels. The, the term antioxidant is only on vitamins and minerals, <clears throat> which is odd, you know, but it's the way the government wants us to label. We're compliant. So... You know, I'll say antioxidant type or things like that so consumers will know what I'm talking about rather than using more technical terms that the FDA prefers. Somebody just chimed in and they said, my liver enzymes were elevated and I was drinking a few years ago when it was elevated. I stopped drinking, switched over to a Mediterranean diet, started taking great supplements, using some things for my liver, and I went back and my liver is in a really good order. If I stay doing what I'm doing, will I ever have to deal with it getting as bad as it was before? Because I really think the drinking was the issue and obviously not taking care of myself at all. You know, I'm just, I don't, I'm worried that it may go back again, but I don't know if it will, if I'm doing all the right things. I hope I'm not talking in circles. (laughs) No, I mean, that makes sense. Well, there could be damage to the liver. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the damage can't be repaired from alcohol abuse. But if, if your liver enzymes have returned to normal, you have a, a functioning liver, that you're doing the right thing, you know, uh, doing a good job on that. Uh, and, and, you know, there are nutrients that help that. Uh, if, you know, you don't have a functioning liver, you won't survive. You'll have a lot of toxins and things like that. And the liver enzymes are the main tool people have to 
figure out what's going on. If you see the liver enzymes are elevated, that indicates that the liver is under some stress. And it's trying to create these enzymes to deal with toxins and metabolic byproducts that it doesn't have the capacity to deal with properly. So <laughs> increasing the nutrients to the liver is one of the main strategies, as well as reducing the intake of toxins, alcohol being a prime example, uh, that will hurt the liver. Now, you know, someone taking maybe one drink a day or something, they're not going to typically hurt the liver very much. But if you're doing a lot of alcohol, that will tend to hurt the liver. And people who are abusing alcohol also tend to be reducing their intake of nutrients. Uh, and not only reducing the intake, but using up nutrients, for example, vitamin B1, thiamine, is something that has been shown to be deficient in many alcoholics because they're using it up as part of this metabolism of the alcohol and the other toxins that they're taking in. And, you know, people who are abusing alcohol are probably not very conscious of their diet and taking supplements and making sure they get adequate nutrition. So they're at risk of having deficiencies as well. Uh, we even store vitamin B12 in the liver for energy, for nerve stability, for detoxification. So, you know, without a good diet and digestion and everything, the liver is not going to be able to sustain itself, do its job, and deal with an increased burden of toxins coming in, whether it's ethanol or alcohol or other toxins from the environment. You know, there's people who live near industrial zones or... They're in agricultural areas where there's chemicals sprayed. Uh, all those things that are we're exposed to, uh, air pollution, all these things have to be detoxified by the liver. And the liver needs the tools, which means nutrients. And some of the nutrients are actually botanical extracts, not just vitamins and minerals, that allow the liver to do that job. I... I, I... This is interesting. It says, you know, I'm listening to you guys, and I love Neil. Thank you for having him here as often as you do. Um, here's my question. Um, the whole family went in for physicals, and my 17-year-old son, who does everything right, he's an athlete, great diet, vegan, had elevated liver levels, and the doctor said he needed to make some dietary changes, but he's doing everything right, taking his supplements. Could you ask Neil if he's ever heard of this with somebody so young and actually doing the right things? Well, I mean, just because someone's vegan doesn't mean they have a balanced diet. Uh, True. I mean, there, there are vegetarians who eat nothing but pizza, you know, I mean, and white flour and, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, it's not, it, it's not just the absence of certain things, which really is what veganism is, the absence of the animal product, but it's replacing them with something. Are they getting enough B12, which would be obviously mostly from supplements for vegans? Are they getting the other nutrients from a good diet. Uh, are they getting enough fiber in the diet, which a lot of uh, vegans who eat processed foods are not? And you need that for a couple of reasons. One's to bulk up the stool. Another is to uh, act as a fuel for probiotic bacteria in the large intestine, which actually ferment the fiber that we can't digest. They actually digest it, turn it into short-chain fatty acids, that are the main food supply for the intestinal cells in the large intestine. So if you don't have enough fiber, 
and most Americans get a third of the fiber that's recommended by the government, which is minimal in the first place, you're not, you don't have enough supply to keep the intestines healthy. Uh, there's, there's other functions as well. Uh, 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 the immunity depends on having these bacteria have the fuel they need. It's actually more important to have fiber than to take probiotic supplements in terms of what the large intestine needs and the supply of uh, fuel for the microbes, the beneficial bacteria in the large intestine. Uh, so, you know, it's actually been shown you could uh, adjust those levels of bacteria, of the healthy bacteria, more by increasing fiber than by taking supplements of probiotics. Now, probiotic supplements, I took one this morning. I actually took a couple this morning. You know, so they're good, but they're, they're not going to do what they should do without enough fiber. So everything's interconnected. You know, it's not one thing or the other. It's a balanced diet. And even with a supposedly balanced diet, as uh, many people have found out, you don't get enough of the nutrients for you personally if you don't supplement as well. And part of that is because the food supply is so degraded in terms of nutrition. Our digestion is often degraded where it's not going to be uh, effective at uh, doing what it's supposed to do. Uh, you know, and if you don't digest your food, you're not going to get the nutrients, and you'll have side effects from indigestion, from not digesting them. You'll have proteins getting in too far and causing immune reactions, which is uh, theoretically related to autoimmune diseases. If you don't digest foods and the immune system targets the proteins that are undigested, you know, there, there can be many re repercussions from that. Uh, you don't have the nutrients needed to detoxify what's going on, and if your diet it contains a lot of stuff that's treated with pesticides or chemicals, the liver has to detoxify them, and that's going to increase your need for nutrients even more. And for detoxification substances, milk, thistle, artichoke, vitamin C, uh, cyst the amino acid cysteine, or its more stable form, NAC, N-acetylcysteine, which is a substrate for glutathione, which, again, is the main antioxidant compound made by the body. And the rate-limiting factor of how much you can make depends on the cysteine intake. You can take glutathione by itself, by the way. It, uh, there is a transport protein for it. Uh, it was long thought that you could not digest glutathione and absorb it because it's such a large molecule. But they actually found uh, in six-month studies and stuff uh, that they can significantly raise glutathione levels in the body by taking oral glutathione. So whether it's broken down and reassembled like Legos or whether it's absorbed intact, it is effective to take actual glutathione, which so many people have been told is, will not be absorbed. But that's old school thinking. That's not the modern thinking based on the newer biochemistry where they've identified active transport proteins in the digestive tract to help it absorb, uh, which was always the hurdle. How does a large molecule get through the intestinal wall? It needs active transport, or it needs to be broken down into smaller pieces. And glutathione will work both ways. Here's another question. If you were someone that, let's say you're coming from an unhealthy way of living, 
you haven't really gone in and had your blood work done, which you should do, and you haven't really gone in for a physical, which you should do, um, but let's say you change things up. You're eating a really good diet now, you're taking some supplements, but you're coming from a place that probably was not very healthy. Should you assume that you should be probably looking to some nutrients for helping the liver because you're coming from a place where chances are you did do some harm? Oh yeah, because there might be a collection of metabolic byproducts and toxins and things in the liver that have accumulated over years that are not going to go away in a week or two. You know, they, it need, the body actually needs to process them, detoxify them, excrete them, get, get them out. And that, you know, that's a, an energy-intensive process. That's a process that requires a, a lot of nutrients and uh, not, not just vitamin and mineral nutrients, but the botanical nutrients. Uh, some of the more helpful I mentioned earlier, the, the milk thistle and artichoke, but there are others. Uh, just making sure that uh, the liver has what it needs to detoxify. I mean, an example that doesn't affect the liver, you know, I take uh, 600 micrograms a day of MK7 vitamin K2 to try to clear calcium out of my arteries because that's the mechanism the body uses to, to once the calcium is absorbed using vitamin D, you need vitamin K2 to move it out of the bloodstream and get it to bones and other tissues where it's needed. And without that one nutrient in adequate supply, and, and that form of vitamin K comes from fermented foods, so you can see there's not going to be a lot of it in the diet uh, for most people, especially with people with modern processed foods diet. They're not getting that much vitamin K. You'll get it from yogurt, for example. The vitamin K in milk will convert to K2 when it's fermented. So K2 is really kind of a fermented form of a vitamin, which makes it rarer than regular vitamin K that you can get from eating green leafy vegetables. And vitamin K has a role in the liver, too. Uh, K1 is used by the liver to make clotting factors. And the K1 is about 90% of the uh, intake of vitamin K in the standard American diet. About 10% of the vitamin K in the diet is vitamin K2, mostly as, M as MK4. But the MK7 form, which you can get from fermented soy or fermented chickpeas, which we use the latter because there's a lot of people with soy allergies who, don't, who want to avoid that. Uh, but it's, you know, it's the same vitamin. And that's the one that scavenges and transports calcium out of the bloodstream, and it does not have so much of a liver roll. But the reason I'm taking such a high dose, when the you know, RDA for vitamin K is double digits and I'm taking 600 micrograms a day, is because I'm trying to make up for a lifetime of possible accumulation of calcium in the arteries. And in the same way with the liver, you might have an accumulation of things in there, a fatty liver, uh, liver cells that are working below their functional level. You know, liver also makes things like coenzyme Q10 and cholesterol. And if you don't have properly functioning liver, you'll, you won't have the right amount of cholesterol and lipid fractions. You won't have the right amount of CoQ10 for energy. That's a basic energy molecule that's, that's produced by the body. You could, I take CoQ10 supplementally because I don't want to depend just on the liver. 
but uh, and if, if I get enough supplementally, I'm taking 400 micro, uh, milligrams a day. Uh, you know that might spare the liver having to make so much and let it use its uh, energies and resources to do other things, more detoxification. You know, because we all live in a polluted world. We all live in a world where the food supply uh, has pesticides in there. I know we've rejected uh, uh, organic teas that are coming in for our, our tea line. I, I know they carry the line at uh, Stay Healthy there. But we're one of the few companies that test the teas for micro-contamination and pesticides and heavy metals. And most food companies don't do that. Since we're mostly a supplement company, we have the resources to do all that. And we've rejected, uh, I think, three teas this year that were certified organic because we detected pesticides on them, and we're not going to sell them with that. We've also rejected teas that have E. coli or, you know, some of these things that obviously you don't want in, in your food supply. But if people aren't testing, they don't know. And this just shows you even organics, which are scrupulously grown and, and they're trying to separate the whole supply chain, get cross-contaminated inadvertently with pesticides that the growers and suppliers don't even realize unless someone tests to find it. So, you know, these chemicals are ubiquitous in the environment. We're all exposed to them even if we're eating an organic diet because it's in the air, it's in the water, it's in the food supply. Uh, you can't get around it. And the food distribution system tends to cross-contaminate even with a supposedly scrupulous system like certified organic. This is an interesting question. It says, I'm asking for this for my brother. My brother does drink and he has cut way back. I don't think he's ready to quit drinking. I think it's up to him. He has to make his own choices. Is it okay for him to use, because he said he would, nutrients that would help to help his liver, even though he's still doing what he's doing, but has cut way back? Do they get wasted this way? Do we have to wait till he completely quits drinking? Or can he start them now? That's a good question. No, I mean, you know, really the liver health depends on the cumulative burden that it faces. Yeah. You know, alcohol is just one of those burdens. And it might be a major burden if you're doing a lot of alcohol. Mm -hmm. But if you're just having a drink in an evening or something, glass of wine or something, it's probably not that big a deal if you have a healthy liver and, and good nutritional status. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't want to be, uh, you know, strict uh, and say zero alcohol is the only way to go because, you know, there, there's a little bit of alcohol in a banana. You know, it, it's probably a, a teaspoon or half a teaspoon of alcohol produced by eating a banana. So it's not like you can get away from alcohol in the food supply. You know, it, you'll, you're going to get it if you eat fruits and things like that, uh, a little bit. You know, it, it's the amount and how much the liver has to deal with and what it has as a resource to deal with it, that becomes the critical factor. So making sure, uh, I, I would recommend a good multivitamin, make sure you're getting the B complex, including vitamin B1, which would always be in a multivitamin. Uh, you would probably look at increasing the amount of antioxidants you get. You'll get some of them in a multivitamin. You'll get your vitamins A, D, and E. You'll get your selenium, and uh, uh, there's other ones like copper that have both oxidative and antioxidant roles in the body. 
you know, so there are different tools we have, but, you know, I take extra vitamin C, and vitamin C is used by the liver for detoxification, uh, also for immunity, by the way. I take uh, extra alpha-lipoic acid. Alpha-lipoic acid is something that is has been called in medical literature the universal antioxidant because it's both fat-soluble and water-soluble and works in both tissues, unlike vitamin E that only works in oily tissues or uh, uh, vitamin C that only works in watery tissues. You know, this, this kind of translates between them and recycles oxidized nutrients. Uh, if your vitamin C gets oxidized because it does its antioxidant function, it donates an electron to something that, uh, that needs it, uh, that a damaged cell, in other words, is restoring. It can get an electron from alpha-lipoic acid that restores the vitamin C to its antioxidant form. That's, a, that's one reason why, by the way, why humans who cannot make our own vitamin C in the liver like most mammals, that's how we survive, because we can recycle the vitamin C using other antioxidants. Uh, alpha-lipoic acid is a prime example. Uh, there are other ones, too. Uh, uh, glutathione is, is probably the most important one in the body uh, as far as detoxification and controlling these things. Uh, people use the NAC, which has been so popular during the pandemic because it protects lung tissue. And uh, you know, that, that's kind of a well-known function of it. It also protects the liver against uh, acetaminophen damage. So that's actually a medical use of this. You know, they use it as a drug. You know, that's not something, you know, that's something you get in a hospital, obviously, if you uh, have that kind of damage. Uh, so it would be applied medically. But there are nutrients that are sold both as drugs and used as drugs and sold as nutrients. Fish oil is one example. Uh, niacin is another example. NAC is another example. So... You know, things can have dual status as both uh, medication under certain circumstances that's used by hospitals and, and doctors, as well as a nutrient that people can buy over the counter and stay healthy or other health food stores and use to, to nourish, uh, replenish those supplies in the liver. And keeping the glutathione levels high, which you can do by taking NAC or glutathione, or even alpha-lipoic acid has a role in that. Uh, selenium has a role in there, which you can get, again, from a multivitamin. Uh, making glutathione peroxidase requires not only NAC and two other amino acids that are more common, but it requires uh, selenium as well. So you can see how all these cofactors work together. Why, that's why I keep suggesting a multivitamin as a good base. You know, I take a multivitamin and I take about 15 or 20 other things with it to, to go with it. That's my base. So I don't have to take an extra vitamin A. I don't have to take an extra B complex. That's in my multi. My selenium is in my multi. The things I want to take more of, you know, the omega-3 or uh, magnesium and other things, uh, I take separately. Another question just came in. It says, my parents, both of my parents had liver problems and elevated liver enzymes. Obviously, they were doing things that probably weren't as healthy as they should be. Is there genetic predisposition to liver conditions? 
Yes, uh, that that is a possibility, but most of those are controllable to a large extent through diet and environment. Uh, it's estimated that about, I don't know, 8% roughly of disease is inevitable based on genetics, and the rest is caused by uh, your genetics being exposed to certain triggers in the environment. And the environment means everything. It means the air, the water, the food, what you take in, what's being produced. It is possible the liver of somebody is not as efficient uh, genetically. It could be that it requires higher levels of certain things because of the genetic uh, history. Because, you know, when we're talking about genetics, we're talking about switches. If, if you can imagine a control panel like, like a band uses when they're doing a recording, all those switches and levers and everything, imagine that's what the, the body is doing. That, that's how you control things in the body. And if some of these switches aren't set quite right, you don't get the results that you expected. You don't get the optimal results. You know, some, some kid comes and, and moves a lever and the band sounds horrible, you know, that kind of thing. So it doesn't take much to throw things out of whack uh, because genetics are very sensitive to the environment and respond to the triggers that it senses around it. What are the available nutrients? What are the available toxins in the case of the liver? And what does it need and what does it have to make do with because it doesn't have exactly what it needs? And if it doesn't have to make do with less than it needs, it's obviously not going to be as efficient. So that's why people will tend to take these liver formulas, uh, the milk thistle, the, uh, there's usually a vitamin C in there, uh, many other things. I know they uh, carry our uh, liver refresh product at Stay Healthy, and that's a combination mm -hmm. of milk thistle extract, uh, artichoke leaf, beetroot, raspberry leaf, glutathione, 200 milligrams of real glutathione, grapeseed extract, alpha lipoic acid, L-carnitine for fat metabolism. It has a skullcap root, a schizandra, barberry, organic turmeric root, and methionine. Methionine is actually related to cysteine. It's, it's also used in liver detoxification. And if you ever look at what's called a lipotropic formula in a health food store, uh, that's something that helps the body metabolize fat. And they will include not only choline and inositol, two compounds from lecithin that are related to the B-complex, but they will also contain methionine, which helps the body to metabolize fat. Methionine and cysteine are both sulfur-containing amino acids, so they can both serve as substrates for glutathione production and for detoxification. Hmm. If you're using nutrients for your liver, do you have to take a break or can you continue to use them? You don't need a break on these. Uh, on many of these, there are studies that go on for months or years. Uh, so there, there's not an overt reason not to take them. It's like a multivitamin. There's no reason you would need to skip your multivitamin and not take it. You know, sometimes I'm fasting or something, I don't take a multivitamin. But, you know, in most cases, I'm going to take it every day for the rest of my life. Uh, you know, it's just I, I need these basic nutrients. And if I get too much, I'm not getting a harmful amount. There are 
some very uh, good studies, uh, and I actually had a, have a presentation on, and, and we've talked about this before too. Uh, why do you need to take a multivitamin if you have a decent diet? And you know what's missing in the food supply? Uh, what what do you get from taking these things? And and one of the take-home messages is that taking a daily multivitamin will reduce almost all the nutrient deficiencies in a population without risking getting them too much of any nutrient where it becomes toxic. Uh, there might be a slight increase above what's called the upper limit on certain ones, but the upper limit is built in with a huge safety margin. For example, you look at vitamin D. Uh, the safe amount for the general population is 10,000 IU. The amount that's the official upper limit is 4,000. They've built in a safety margin by telling you to take 40% of the amount that they know is safe. You know, so you could double up of that 4,000 and still be in the safe range in terms of what, what I read in medical journals and uh, review studies and all these kind of things. Uh, you know, 10,000 is really the legitimate upper limit in terms of science, but because the regulators want to have a huge safety margin, they cut that in half or worse. Uh, they do the same thing with other uh, nutrients as well. Um, uh, we see that with zinc, for example, where the upper limit is uh, 40 milligrams a day. The, the studies show it should be 100, so they did the same thing there. Uh, and the risk is largely from having not enough copper. So if you take a multivitamin, you're getting your copper too, or you're eating red meat, you're getting your copper too. So that it, that 100 milligrams not even a real issue then. You know, so there's all these caveats. If you read these carefully, as I do, you see that these upper limits and things, uh, a mul someone taking a multivitamin every day might slightly go over the upper limit, but they're still well within safety limits. Uh, it's virtually impossible for a person with normal genetics and metabolism, you know, within reason, to overdose on a daily multivitamin. So let me ask you a question. Leave, leave everybody today with a thought. And it could be about the liver, it could be about health, maybe just something that might just make them think a little bit, because I don't think people think about their livers, but you can leave whatever thought you want today. What would that be? Well, you only have one liver. You've got two kidneys, you've got you know, two eyes, you've got duplication on certain things in the body, but, uh, two lungs, but you, do, you only have one liver. And the liver is responsible for the vast majority of chemical processing, biochemical processing in the body, whether it's manufacturing things, synthesizing compounds. You know, let's say you get your uh, vitamin B12 from food. The liver has to convert that into a methyl form and a non-methyl form, adenosylcobalamin and methylcobalamin. And they're used in different biochemical pathways. But it's making two different active forms, not just methylcobalamin. Uh, there's a big misunderstanding that that's the active form. That's only one of the two active forms in the body, and it's not responsible for energy like the other form of B12. It's responsible for nerve coatings and detoxification and, uh, you know, brain function a certain amount. So you need both forms. 
A lot of people are selling one form and saying this is the active form, ignoring that there's another active form that's actually more abundant in the human body, a healthy body. So these are substances that the body will synthesize from in the liver from nutrients. You will convert non-essential amino acids from other substances in the diet. The essential amino acids have to be taken by from food or supplements. The non-essential ones can be take can be actually synthesized in the body. You have essential fatty acids, omega-3 and omega-6. You can synthesize omega-9 in the body. It's not an essential fat that you have to get in the diet. You, you can eat, get it from olive oil. You can get it by eating stearic acid, which is the, the major saturated fat in cocoa butter and red meat, for example. But the body converts that into oleic acid. Oleic acid is not an essential one because it is synthesized in the liver from the other sources. So it can use stearic acid, for example. That's actually the preferential pathway in the liver is for stearates to be converted into oleic acid. It's basically cheap olive oil, if you want to look at it that way. So we need the liver to make these things. We need the liver to break down and get rid of things. And it does both. So it's that important. This is the gatekeeper. This is where the waste is collected and processed and dumped. This is where the nutrients go to be processed, converted into other forms, resynthesized into other materials, etc. So the liver is the factory in the body. It is the powerhouse mm -hmm. in the body that's generating all these compounds and generating safe ways to excrete other compounds when they're being processed. So taking care of the liver is important. Uh, Moderating or eliminating alcohol is one feature. Uh, limiting uh, sugar intake is another. You don't want the liver to be too fatty to, to process quick, uh, properly. Okay. Now, this, that, those are good points. No, thank you so much. And, you know, we haven't done a show on the liver, you know, it's been a long time since I think I've had a full hour on the liver. And thank you for doing that. And thank you for, um, you know, giving people some tools to work with. I. Wish you well. I look forward to our next visit and um, stay healthy, my friend. You too. Uh, always a pleasure. Take care. All right. Be well. My guest today, Neil Levin, representing Now Foods. Isn't he good? He just has a great way of explaining and making it understandable and talking about the issues that are really important. We thank Neil for being here and for all the years that he's been a, a guest on my show. All of the Now Foods products, everyday low prices at Stay Healthy Health Food Store. Make sure you check them out. Seems like they have Now Foods in about almost every category at Stay Healthy Health Food Store, so definitely check it out. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, your one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition. Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. Helping you get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy, and doing it in a way that makes it easier, compassionate, you know, because they have conversations with you. You're able to kind of be honest and really have those in-depth conversations and dialogues and get the clarity that you need and, you know, disarm and, you know, correct all the misinformation that's going on out there. Stay Healthy is a fully packed, full-service environment with only the good stuff in every category. That's all they carry. 
and they've been well known for their long, long career as a uh, an information-based store that carries the best at great prices and wonderful people for you to work with. Stay Healthy Health Food Store. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town & Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. You can visit them Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. For mail order services or you know, on those busy days, busy weeks, busy months, you need your stuff. You're like, oh my goodness, I've got all these empty bottles. I don't have time to go in there and, you know, hang out, which I love to do and ask questions, which I love to do. And, you know, but, but maybe I could just give them a call. They can get everything together so I can swoop in, pick it up and be on my way. Of course you can. And they'll have it all ready by the time you get there. All you got to do is run in, grab it, be on your way, and then be back into your supplementation healthy journey. That's a good thing. Don't forget about their newly revamped webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, stayhealthylasvegas.com. A great, great, um, just a wonderful resource. But they want you to partner up with them. How do you do that? Cost you nothing. All you got to do is enter your email address. That will allow you to be uh, alerted to promotions and special coupons and monthly newsletters and all that good stuff. And remember, their mailing list stays in-house. It goes nowhere. Today, you enter your email address somewhere and they end up selling it to 100 other people. Before you know it, you're getting emails from all these other people. That's not the way Stay Healthy works. Their emails stay in-house. You get wonderful alerts and you stay connected to the store. Um, StayHealthyLasVegas.com. When you're there, print a coupon to use for your next visit. And remember, you can download and listen to any of the radio show on-demand podcasts that are always available. Now Foods, thank you for being here today. Of course, Neil Levin. Uh, don't forget all the Now Foods products available at Stay Healthy. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, closed on Sunday. Have a great day, everyone. Be healthy, and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Remember to tune in Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. for the most up-to-date, relevant information on your health and well-being with the best guest in the industry, helping us all to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. For your convenience, podcasts of the show are available at stayhealthylasvegas.com. Make sure to visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer. The store hours, Monday through Saturday from 9 to 6 p.m., closed on Sunday. Stay Healthy provides exceptional service and outstanding knowledge every day. I hope to talk with all of you soon. Stay healthy.